What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Top Drawer Podcast. Match Week 6 is in the books. We've got Europe in full swing. Match Week 2 for Champions League kicked off today. Man City and Liverpool in action. Uh, we have to take a moment later to apologize to Tottenham. <laughs> Sorry about that. We'll, we'll get into that. Um, and then, of course, we're going to look forward to everything coming up in the following week. Uh, but let's get into the rundown. Patrick Bamford gave his best Bobby Boucher impression and wants to know if you all remember remember that time that, that Patrick Bamford showed up at halftime and Leeds beat Villa 3-0, do you? In the hotly contested battle for 12th place, Phil Foden pulls Man City back level in the second half, but it's not enough to overtake West Ham in the table as 1-1 draw keeps West Ham 12th on goal differential. I think it's extremely considerate of Fulham to continue showing up to matches, and for their dedication to their profession, they were uh, awarded a goal. They even earned it, some might say. But Palace wins 2-1. In breaking news in Chelsea, it looks as if Eduardo Mendy has in fact cemented himself ahead of Chelsea's number two keeper, Petr Cech. As his man-of-the-match performance saw him stave off a handful of sure-to-be goals from United, the result is shared and it ends nil-nil. Now, he's not just a defensive striker, you know, as Bobby Firmino scores Liverpool's first in their 2-1 win over Sheffield. Danny Ings turns provider to James Ward-Prowse and Shea Adams, while Carlo Ancelotti can't understand how riding an opponent's fucking Achilles like a skateboard warrants a red card. Southampton dispatch league leaders Everton 2-0. Newcastle leave it late as Jacob Murphy's 89th-minute equalizer allows Newcastle to snatch a point from Wolves 1-1. And it was party time at the Emirates as Thomas Party had his debut. But in the end, it was a Jamie Vardy party as the second half sub <laughs> said, you chat shit, you get bang. Mm-hmm. He scores to earn the three points for the Foxes. And what can only be billed as the greatest ever pay-per-view experience of all time, Brighton draw with Eastern European nightclub FC 1-1. And to complete the match week five, I'd like to submit to you the apparent reoccurring theme for the 2021 Premier League season, and that is Harry Kane assists and Son scores. Tottenham beat Burnley 1 0. Yeah. So that's that. That's a rundown. Um, how the hell are you? I, I'm doing well. Doing all right. Uh, to be fair, as entertaining as the, your rundown was, I had that's to, a pretty boring weekend. I had to football. work for it, man. It, I mean, Patrick Bamford, a uh, hat trick where he seemed like he wasn't even on the pitch in the first half. But... And that's what my joke was. So, obviously, he didn't show up. At, it wasn't the second yeah. half sub, but he might as well have been. Might as well I mean, the whole lead. I mean, Villa kind of had their way in the first half. Uh, they were maybe unfortunate. not. They had the better of the halves. I mean, I, I guess we'll just start there. Might as well. We're going to get into it. Uh, he had two or three chances in the first half, and it, he looked like, just some bloke off the street you got and put him in a number nine jersey. He looked like someone you thought named Patrick Bamford would look like. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's what it was. That's right? Patrick Bamford from the pub. You, I know that man. You look like a Patrick Bamford from Sunday League. And then, for some reason, after 45 minutes, he turns into Lionel Messi in the 18-yard box. That's right. Three I mean, defenders around him, and he can just pick his foot up and flip it into the well, top I, corner I po- over the ref. That, that was... That was... What was that? I, I don't... I... I know when, like, none of the commentators were saying, what the hell is Villa doing there? Mm -hmm. Just, I get you don't want to lunge and put a boot out, but it wasn't like he was on his shooting foot. He had to turn and reopen his Mm -hmm. hips, and he was boxed in. And, like, at no point, you... Tyrone Mings is standing in front of him, and then a goalkeeper behind him, and there is no angle there. It was so odd. And it was... Fantastic. Fair play to him. I mean, he had a nice header too. I mean, he he got the hat trick. He almost had a fourth. I think he he should have had a fourth later, but I don't know if it was uh, Helder Costa was in and didn't square to him, or no, it was uh, oh, was it Rodrigo on the left? No, it was on the left. Takes Harrison, Harrison, Jack Harrison to the side, and there was like five of them, and he's on a tight closed angle, and you can, and it's like you know the 89th minute or the Mm -hmm. 91st minute. I mean, it was just. He just was, puts his yeah. foot through it, side netting. But, like, everybody's standing in the box like, what are you doing? It was one of those ones where he started going back to the to, to the halfway line and he didn't look at anybody. No, he was, he was like, going. He was, was like he was vision. the only one there. He wasn't going to face his I team. mean, that was uh, uh, Leeds counterattacking Bielsa just, just from the drawing board. That's how it was drawn, drawn up this weekend or this week, and then they just put it into practice and it worked. Yeah. And, that, and that Harrison chance, 
kind of showed right like mm-hmm. what Bielsa ball is. You're up three 0 Yeah, I think the match was, is over. I think there were seven of them in the box, at and the they time. just got forward mm-hmm. and full throttle. So, but you know, like you said, that kind of was only the only firework display. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned last week in my match to watch. I was I wanted to look for City West Ham. West Ham, as long as they kept uh, the chosen one outside of the park. They've been getting results, um, and City, who knows, right? They looked shaky at best, uh, and sure enough, one one, and they weren't. It wasn't like they were unlucky. No, it, I'm not going to go as far to say that West Ham should have won and City were lucky to only be one one. I think it was a fair result. Yeah, um, I mean, City had buckets of chances as they always do and some reason their firepower can't put it in the back of the net um but west ham i mean they may not have matched one for one on chances but they had their fair share they and did mikel antonio's being wrestled to the ground bicycle overhead By bicycle DS, kick yeah. to the to the top corner i mean it wasn't even top corner no i just went where it, it went, went right right past i mean it was hand high yeah. on ederson um I had a problem with that goal. So the ball was it was played in from like the top corner of the box, or it was headed back out, and it went off a West Ham player's chest. And Sterling and two defenders, I don't know if it was Eric Garcia or who else it could have been from City, they, they all threw their right hand up immediately, and they stopped mm-hmm. as the ball was going towards the corner towards flag. The corner flag. flag. And, um Kufal had to have been who it was because he crossed it and he got the uh, he had the assist. He goes and he retrieves the ball. He doesn't leave it. And mm-hmm. then Sterling's the only one that realizes, oh shit, maybe I should con- we should continue, continue playing play. and not yeah. let this guy have free reign. Correct. And by the time he gets to him, he crosses it in. And then again, here we are. We have one striker in the box, mm-hmm. and it's Antonio. And there's no one else from West Ham yeah. in the box. And Ruben Diaz is positioned. I mean, it is nuts to butts. Yeah, he's he's got his arms around. Yeah, his he chest. is leaning he's, on him, almost like Harry Maguire was in the box that wasn't yeah. called for a penalty. Um, but then there's no one else, yeah. and there's no other defenders. There was two players in the box: a like defender I, and an attacker. Yeah, no, there there was defenders standing around. Um, I just kind of felt like if you if they all didn't stop to anticipate handball, you could have had someone closing down the cross. You could have had someone. Uh, running near post, trying to head the ball out for a corner mm-hmm. rather than let him get it. Uh, Diaz could have been in possibly a better position. Just putting pressure on Antonio in the box. But, I mean, this is this is something that I've had an issue with the game for, for years now is the idea of people putting their hands up and hooting and hollering, thinking offsides or one out of play or it's my corner or it's a goal kick or whatever. It's okay. Well, let's just play the game and whatever the results, you're not going to change the referee's mind. I mean, I suppose there's instances, flash seconds. If it's a mob scene, everybody says the same thing. Yeah. And that's, but especially with VAR now, now at today's, I mean, I was almost going to say the right decision is going to get called, but I think we've, but it should, we've dissuaded you should. That. And so I think, yeah. I think that's the point now is that no one should ever raise their hand. Because if the play goes on and there's a goal, you just run to the official and you say, you have to fucking look yeah, at that. which they'll do. So, but so yeah, so Antonio leans in to Ruben Diaz, puts a bicycle kick, and it is literally three feet to Ederson's right. He mm-hmm. was anticipating left. I, I think he was anticipating like down and then a spin, a pirouette to the left for Antonio. I just don't understand why you, I, I don't know. And, you know, all my years as a top flight goalkeeper mm. really don't help me out here in understanding this. But it just seems like a lot of the better goalkeepers have better reaction times. And in situations like that, this isn't a penalty where you don't have time to wait and try right. and react. You can see. You He's can right take, there. Yeah. He's not facing goal. You, you know. There's something to be said about not being able to see the ball. I guess, but like I just don't I don't know what kind of contact and mm. a, and shot you're really thinking he's going to get on that. And if he bangs a worldie that is top bins 100 miles, excuse yeah. me, top drawer and is 100 right. miles an hour, then you weren't going to fucking get it right. anyways. So, yeah, no shame so on you. So stay rooted and give your ch- cuz if he wouldn't have moved, 
I don't think he needed to. Ju- he could have just stuck his right yeah. hand out, and it was there. Yeah. He, Ederson does move like a Mack truck trying to back up in an alleyway. Like he's, he's not a quick guy. He's a big guy. He's he, quick in the midfield. Yeah, he's not you're right. No, just, yeah, you get him out <laughs> out twenty yards past the box, and he he is a sly fox out there. But uh, fast enough to get kicked in the face by Sadio Mane. Correct. But uh, so, but I, I kind of want to. I, I want to say something not so much about the match. Hmm. Uh, but about Man City, because we've been asking the question, like, okay, they have to show us that they're on the downside before I say they're on the downside. They've sure. earned that benefit of the doubt. So throughout that entire match, they were asking questions going forward. They were doing lots of things that they wanted to do. Riyad Mahrez, his touch let him down a handful of times. Mm-hmm. Sterling had a good chance at the end that he couldn't finish one-on-one. I've seen Sterling mess those up many a times. And I want to be careful because I'm not a Sterling apologist, but it, it seems I don't, I don't want to be unfair because Sadio Mane can miss lots of easy chances. Salah can take on dumb shots when he doesn't need to. Now, Sterling has missed his fair share of sitters, but he's he's always on it. Uh, so I kind of oh, yeah. want to give a little bit of credit, right? He's a good player, um, but he did miss that. He didn't convert, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a wide-open goal that he put over the bar. No, there was but, work to be done. West Ham defended brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Um, their their number six, his name's escaping me, and I knew I should have wrote it down, but I didn't. He had some great plays. Uh, he had a good one on Riyad Mahrez on one of his touches in the box where he chested it down, and he just got in front yeah, of him. Yeah, he just pushed, put his body in the way. It was way. great. Yep. And he, he marshaled the midfield. He didn't give him time on the ball when they were building up like that when he could. On the inverse of that, you watch Man City defend, and again, they're – the only way I can describe it is they're disinterested. Mm-hmm. So that tells me and should tell anybody else watching that no amount of money is going to fix that because you've bought 50 million, 50 million, 50 million, 60 million, 45 million, 40 million. Like right. you've paid the money. What else are you going to do other than pay attention and focus Mm -hmm. on your defensive philosophies. And I know this is me taking a stab at something without any insider info, but what else could it be when every defender you bring through there sends company left? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's really it is, is there is, even though he was injured the last couple uh, years, he was there, he was old. He, him was a force to be reckoned with. Maybe not even for strikers, but within the squad itself. He was there, and he was. If maybe he wasn't very good, but he would make other people better. Oh, hey, we sorry, we got uh, Sal Palantonio and Tony Babaducci yeah, in the alley yelling at each other. Um, geez, Victoria's what is all right. That? Is, uh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> I've got I got the Sopranos reunion happening in my alleyway. <laughs> Uh, but my so my issue is, is that you know you had like players like Angelino who came in for mm-hmm. half a season and then was frankly loaned back out. Did that against Henderson in the match last year at Anfield. Henderson should have never been able to cross that ball, and that Mane scored for the third goal. But he just didn't close down. So you see these yep. same things, and it's almost like was company already there, and Pep could just be like. You can handle them. Probably. You're the senior figure. Probably. This is how we play defense, and he could rely on someone like that that had the respect of everyone in there, could act mm. like a lieutenant for Pep, yeah. and tell everybody, this is what you do where you don't play. Not because he's going to put you out, because I'm not going to let you play. Mm-hmm. So that works. I don't I don't agree with that, right? I think you should have yeah. your hands on the whole thing. But whatever, you can do that when you have If it those, works, it works type of thing. When you have those type of cornerstone generals you mm-hmm. can have on the field. Okay, now you don't. So now you got to coach it. And again, maybe that's unfair of me because I'm not in Man City training. But what else could it be when the same mistakes, the same disinterest, the you know, anytime they get the ball, everyone is full throttle. Right. Everyone's interested. Right. Everyone wants to be part of the play. The other way, they're well, not. And we've always talked about how, how the forward attacking players never track back, and they never have, and they're never going to. For Man City, and to be frank, for most other teams, their top three aren't going to do the most. They'll get, they'll come back and just stand in the way if it's right there. No. But but we're not even talking about that. We're talking about the back four and the holding center mid, right? Yeah. Where's You know what we really didn't see was Fernandinho on the pitch, because that's kind of who 
if anybody's around now to do that, it's no. him to stand there. At minimum, he'll just get in the way of no. stuff. He'll be the best defender on the Tactical pitch, and he's fouls. playing in your six. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, like, I mean, you see Pep at, at Barcelona and at Bayern Munich. A, they had a great back line because they could pay for it, but they can do that at City too, and they do try to. But also, nobody else got the ball, right? The, the game's also... And they were playing in the Bundesliga, and they were playing in the La Liga. You come to the Premier League, as much as you want to play keep-away football, eventually the other team's going to get the ball. And if you're not prepared for that, you're out of the luck. The game's different in England than it was in Germany then, mm-hmm. in Spain then. Um, you know, it's just... That's what they said about people like... Uh, Klopp, you know, heavy metal football doesn't really work because England's been trying to play that on a national level since the game's been invented. That's where Tiki Taka was always so much better. That's mm-hmm. why Arsene Wenger was such a revolutionary because England has always been, as soon as we lose the ball, just go get it, go get it, go get yeah. it. And then you have these other minds that go, yeah, but what if we just don't lose the ball? Yeah, right. You know, then you don't have to expend and restart. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like... Again, I'm not saying that they're on their way down, but I think you're seeing that the issue is, you know, they they don't have that built-in ability to defend. Mm-hmm. They just don't look like they're interested in it. There's a uh, there was a look, and it's kind of turned into a meme because we've seen it so much. And maybe this is just his facial structure and the way he looks. But Pep, after uh, uh, Mikel Antonio had that bicycle kick, which was a nice goal to watch, he's he's down on one knee, and he's got one hand on one side of his face, and he's just, like, he looks so, he doesn't even look upset. He just looks so disinterested. Not that he doesn't care, but he's just like, yep. That's that's about how that's well, supposed to work. We mentioned that I think last week, or maybe even in the first show, was you watch him, and when things go bad, and this is more like the champions, like when things go bad, he shows it, and his team mm-hmm. seem to yeah. exude that those same mannerisms, mm-hmm. right? Where his emotions, and then like the Amazon Prime documentary, every like league match, he was so calm and cool. When the Champions League matches came, he was a frantic, blubbering mess Mm -hmm. prior. Like, he just, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And so you see that, like you said, when he scored that goal. I'm like, look, I'm not saying one way is too much better than the other. Like, when Liverpool or shit, Klopp is a raging lunatic. Or he just sits there with his mouth open, dumbfounded. Mm -hmm. I mean, whatever. But... There, there is something yeah. where it looks like heads drop, shoulders sulk, mm-hmm. right? When they're like more than what would normally happen for, to go one nil down with the guns that Man City have, you should be able to put three more on in the next seventy five minutes that you had left in the game. And again, it's not. I don't even think it's so much. A lot of times, like, oh no, we're not going to win. I think it's it's almost like a kid being like, well, I like to play baseball because I like to hit, but I don't like to play the field. Right. They're right. like. This defending is, yeah. Like, do we have like? There's just this weird. Do we Mm -hmm. have to about it? Mm -hmm. Well, and so, and and then moving on to to, uh, Phil Foden's goal, right? So he's on for six minutes, five and five and change, and the energy comes not because Pep instilled energy at halftime, but because some sixteen-year-old or whatever comes off the bench with a stupid haircut, and and and, but but you could see even before the goal the energy that he just brought to the team, and it was like. I mean, you'd like to see that, that that a young kid can bring up and help marshal a team, but that shouldn't have to be his responsibility. And to be fair, I mean, that, you know, that's not intrinsic and that, no. to, to just that that team. I mean, that happens, right? Sometimes you're off the mark, and the 60-minute substitution is yeah. sometimes the most critical substitution. When you can look and go, it's not working. Mm-hmm. We need to do something, and there needs to be enough time to grow into the game. Yeah. Which is much different than... All right, 75 minutes on, we're playing well, need got goal. some tired legs, I need a little bit fresher legs. Mm-hmm. So this that was what you're talking about where it's like, okay, you know, maybe he can light a fire under their asses and, and come in and take this game by the scruff mm-hmm. before the other team can settle into what he's going to bring. And that's right. what happened. So again, I'm still not sure uh, if he was playing on a position. Also, Phil Fulton's goal was a thing of beauty. It, it was, was nice. also right... At the corner, and I think it could have been saved. I really do. But it was that little pirouette he does yeah, and and to get it on his left foot yeah. and swing it into the near side post. Oh, it was fantastic. It was a nice goal. It was a nice goal. So, 
let's let's move on from that. Um, not not strong votes of confidence there. Like I like I was so facetiously saying the battle for twelfth. Man City sits thirteenth with a game game in hand, but they they don't. I mean, three points to top five. I mean, that's, that's all the United fans are saying. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you mean the City fans? No, I mean the United fans. That's what I'm getting. Oh, that's what you're getting five, to? It's uh, from 10 to 15. I'm yeah, five yep. points away yeah, from, well, from top five. So, is that where you're going now? Is, no, is... no. Well, no. I mean, we can. I don't care. Do you want to talk about Liverpool and Sheffield United at all? We can, we can talk about the penalty. See, sorry guys, it's going to be a little lackluster, but they didn't provide us much on the weekend. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to just harp on because I'm not Liverpool. Got this and that. I mean, they did get screwed against Everton, and if you don't feel that way, well, then you're a blue nose. I, I just, it's the only thing I can say because Ancelotti came out this week and said that Van Dyke had a challenge on Jaimez Rodriguez, and he's probably not going to play this week. So let's let's rewind and repaint this picture. Van Dyke, who went off in the 11th minute. Injured Jaimez Rodriguez, who played all 90-plus minutes of the derby, yeah. was fine. Then, allegedly, a couple days after, has an injury that was caused by Van Dyke, who, again, only had 11 minutes to injure him. And then, of course, the day before the match, Jaimez was fine to go in. Whatever. I, I don't care. Just manager uh, Yeah, shit. just jargon. Yeah. But then, Lucas Digne is kicking at the heel of a Southampton player, and I wasn't even sure who it was. I didn't. I didn't get it. So he, he flicks him once, and then he damn near, like, is standing on the back calf, upper Achilles, and he gets a rightful red card. I so know, are we doing Everton? I, Which I, one are I we kinda, doing now? I kind of fell into it. Let's do All Everton, right, let's because do this has got more to it. Yeah. I got on this because I don't want to be... This, no, yeah, that's fine. This, this, and that, and so it kind of spilled over into it. I didn't. It, that's so. Just, can I hit you with something real I quick? I said blue nose, and it's like a fucking trigger word for yeah, me. I'm like a, you, I'm like a. There's a PTSD that goes. I'm on like here. a German fucking shepherd that's got like an attack word, and I said it, and then I was yeah. just put on it. So yes. So let me hit you with this take. I think that was an incorrect straight red. How? So right before the the challenge or it's not, even, it's not a challenge but right before the incident Kevin Friend plays an advantage um and with the same the same two and then he chases him down and there is if you watch the replay it's the trailing foot that is about to be picked up just as you're running your trailing foot behind you as you're about to pick it up literally is just in the path of my forward running foot and so then they just got stepped on. Because if you looked how close they are galloping, like, leg to leg with each other. And the trailing foot just got stepped on. So I'm going to watch right now because it was Kyle Walker-Peters. Oh, turn that volume Sorry. off. Sorry, didn't mean to. Sorry, guys. Sorry, NBCSN. Yeah, yep. so, yeah. <laughs> that was a parody. So Lucas Dinier is extremely concerned. He's patting Kyle Walker-Peters back. Uh, he's... Not placing the red card back in the official's back pocket like he did before. Mm. He's bewildered. He's got great hair this week, I'll tell you that. Fantastic. I should know. I don't have any hair. Mm. All right, come on. Let's get... Here we go. All right, so... So, yeah, okay. So there's the advantage. Yeah. I think Kevin Friend gets excited. No, 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 no. That's why. That's why. He gets excited with the advantage and then goes, okay, so if there's another foul plus the advantage... Here's the deal. I gotta do something. So I give you an advantage... And then before he even steps on him, while he's running behind him, he puts his hands up like this before he steps on his leg. So he may not, it might not have been an intentional, as the English would say, stamp on him, but he was coming in to foul him again. The issue with straight red is it has to be intentional. Mm, Or dangerous play. And if I see you coming, I've already given you this. And literally, ah, no. No, 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 no. This is intentional because he doesn't can watch here. I've got it almost queued up. If you watch when he puts his hands up, he doesn't, it's, he's not continuing his step. He straights his leg and he just kind of stops. His gait doesn't continue in a full run after he steps on him the second time. I mean, it's, a, it's an absolute, you know what I mean? Because if he was still running, that right leg would continue. It would go down. And if 
he stepped on him enough, he would tumble forward as well. Yeah. Where his leg, he he has decided to stop running. That hands up is an interesting. But spot wa- watch watch what I'm talking about in his in his gait in his run. So now don't pay attention to the hands. Watch his legs. Yeah. He has no intention of continuing to run. I mean that was a tactical foul. He may not have in his head thought I'll stomp through the back of his leg. But that was a tactical foul. He put his hands up and he didn't I mean he's not looking at his foot. There's a side angle version of it. But we're not gonna it, about the we're not about the He to knows exactly where he is. He's directly in yeah, front of him and all he needs to do is stick his foot out yeah. and foul him. It was a tactical foul and it was a straight red. Because he stepped through his leg. I mean Well that would be a straight that would be a yellow card. A tactical foul like no, that. You don't tactically foul if for I'm, a red card. Okay, so if I'm sliding in on a tackle and my boot goes over the ball. And, in your and shin. into your shin, yeah. that can still be a straight red, because I gotta control my boot, right? Yeah, those are. Uh, you know what I mean? Things. Like you can't, you can't have both yeah. those things. Where if he tumbled down with him, that's fine. But like yeah. that whole thing, I mean, <laughs> he puts his hands up and then he steps through his leg yeah. and he, oh, oh, I, straight red. And I've got no time to waste on Lucas Dean. Yeah, I don't really care one way or the other. I'm not gonna waste too much more breath talking about whether Lucas Dean is off for the next three games or not. I, I thought it was more of Kevin Fremm was getting a little too excited there because it was definitely a good advantage to play and then immediately after like that, agreed, stop a play, hard yellow, even if the last one was a yellow. Yeah, and I mean, you know. I don't, it felt like he just got excited about it to me. I mean, I don't know. It's Each time I rewatch it in slow motion, I feel a different way about it every time I look at it. And, you know, slow motion can do that where it's like, okay, how is the play really seen? I mean, because if you stop in a frame, it's like, well, look, he's stepping right through the back. Right. I mean, it's a hard hard step on his foot. No question about it. But he isn't coming through his Achilles. He's stepping on like – it's like rolled over side of the foot stepped on. I don't know. All right. I just – I don't know. I didn't realize there were so many people who, I mean, didn't think it should be a red. I, my initial thought was not red. Yeah, but I'm also Kevin Friend is not. I don't like him giving reds because I don't like Kevin Friend much at all. Yeah, well, the list is probably shorter the ones that you do like. I don't like most any of them. There it is. So, but to the game, right? Yeah. Is there a question and a, a discussion to be had about Danny Ings being the best striker in the Premier League? Okay, I mean, I suppose we could, there's a discussion to be had. I don't think it's. So good. I don't think it's a very long discussion. Danny's bad goals before he came to Liverpool. Are we talking overall? Listen, just listen. Let me t- give you. Let me give right, you. Give me the whole let thing. me give you. And I'm not saying he is. And this is just where the question comes from. So Danny Ings bags goals prior to coming to Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Comes to Liverpool, gets hurt. Comes back, gets hurt again. Not as long. But by this time, Liverpool has kind of cemented themselves and their attacking options, and there just isn't a spot for Danny Ings. Mm-hmm. Danny goes to Liverpool's B team on the South Coast, and Danny scores, I think it was like 13 in his first full season there. Had, what was it, 22 e- last year and a runner-up yeah. year as the Golden Boot. It was, it was runner-up. 21 or 22. Yeah, was, well, he was one off. Was he one off of Bami Yang? Yeah. And now this year... Continuing to score goals and create. Danny Ings is doing this in Southampton. For all the flack that we and other people may give Arsenal, Aubameyang has players around him. He has Lacazette. He has midfielders. He has competent other players. Now, not to say Southampton isn't competent, but we can all agree that the level of talent in Southampton's side is not top. Right? Yeah. Vardy. Vardy has... Some decent pieces there. Now, a lot of those have left. Um, well, I need to understand the question more. Are we talking this season or are we talking no, I'm ta- in... Yeah, I'm talking about in these last two or three years, like how he's playing now. I'm not talking all-time greatest in this group of the last 10 years, but I'm saying like right now, current form. I mean, I don't know how... Can you have the discussion? Is it a valid conversation to have? Yeah, I mean, it's a discussion to have. I don't think it's... I don't think he is. Um, I don't know how Vardy just isn't. I think the discussion can be had there. I think definitely. you've got. I think you've got Vardy. I think you've got Aubameyang, mm-hmm. Kane, Danny Ings. And I, I'd almost put Son up there, but he's not a striker. He's, yeah, 
But also, Danny Ings plays out wide half the time anyway. Danny Ings plays wherever he needs to play because yeah. he's on Southampton. He's their best player. True. But then you've also got Aguero. But, you know, Aguero has been injured a bit. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. In if the last, in the last 18 months, year. Aguero, probably not. So, I'm just saying, I just want to give him some credit where credit's due. We've, we've said nice things about him the past couple times. I'm yeah, I mean, he's it. a fantastic I mean, player. I like him. And I, I want him to keep bagging goals. I like him better bagging goals for Southampton than for Liverpool, so that yeah, works a little bit better for me. But I will say Southampton, on, on the flip, you know, normally I, or for this year I would think Everton would be the one that would be acting the threat and be t- taken over the pitch. It wasn't. It was Southampton. Everton looked like they were chasing the game. Yeah, Ralph. Every time, Ralph Hudson Hall. Uh, man, he's done such a good job since mm-hmm. he came in last year. He's got a good head of hair too. Yeah, man. So <laughs> what is it? There's not. It's not hard to find better heads of hair than ours. True. Um, true. But yeah, he's he's got them playing some really good, uh, really good football. And it's weird because he's not English. Mm-mm. And I thought you could only bring in English managers in smaller sides. Mm. I thought you had to because. Nobody else wanted. It's weird. To. You get is these non-English Dutch? managers. He's Dutch, isn't he? Dutch, German. I don't know. We I think he's probably Dutch. look it up. But point being, yeah. is it's weird what happens when you have these sides who can't just buy whomever they want. Yeah. But they can bring in these managers with ideas and philosophies not native. It's to... almost like a good philosophy and style of play of a game, if instituted well, can can take over in. Uh, instead of a good player. It's almost like if you yeah. roll out a strategy that wasn't one that George Best played with, mm, mm. that you might be better suited for today's Premier League. That seems about right. Just it's just, just a thought. Crazy thought. So, and I'm looking down through the rest. There there wasn't too much. Um, I don't think we really need to to get on, on any more of those. I mean, Harry Kane, there was a sweet moment. Did you see it when Son scored? No, I did not. I didn't watch. So game. Sun scores. He runs to the far flag to celebrate with the adoring fans. Mm. Does a knee slide, which I'm fine with. I'm fine. Yeah, Let's keep celebrating, whatever. And he turns around. And he sees Harry Kane running, and he stops. And he and he goes, yeah, "Did he you looks... get the assist?" Yeah. And then Harry Kane nods his head, and his his like so sweet South Korean yeah. face just lights up, and he's like. And that you can see he's like more happy that the, the goal he scored was yeah. actually that they're still eight and eight, right? So Kane's on five goals, eight assists, and Son has eight goals. So it's eight and eight with mm-hmm. them. They're just like I said, it's the theme of the year. If you ever separate them, they'll both fall apart miserably. I tell you what, if I had a need for it's like a left, two dogs that have grown up together and one dies. If I had thing. a need for a left winger, he you know, he was someone who Oh yeah. I wanted Son, he's yeah. a little bit older, so it's not some. But he, he's. No. I think he's, he's starting to get his due. But I think he's still almost criminally underrated. For what um, he does. Arsenal, Leicester, one nil. Leicester. I got Vardy. nothing. For, I got nothing to spend time on. I mean, Vardy has some sweet shin pads. Chat yeah. shit, get banged. God uh, bless you. Telemans, great, unselfish cross box. Get Vardy the goal and the three points secured. Yeah. There you go. That's about you did it. it. You covered it. <laughs> you covered it. Great job. But can... that's all I had written down. Oh, actually, I will say this. So we've also been asking the question about Mikel Arteta and Arsenal. What is the Arsenal side? So I think it's it, this one we can give an answer on. Arsenal still just aren't there yet. No. Period. They look better than City, I'll tell you. They've got a plan. They've got an identity that they want right. to impose. They're not there yet. So C- City looks like they're just holding on by the strings of good players with no system. And Arsenal look like they have some decent pieces, and there's at least some semblance of a system. It's there. like that that pair of boxer briefs that every time like you're like going to the bathroom before you shower or whatever, and you look at like the the inseam mm. part, and it's fraying, but and it's like it's, if you hold it up to the light, see right you through. can see through it, but it's technically not a hole. No, 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 no. We're keeping it's, those. It's that's keeping what Man City is looking more like. Exactly. I mean, they're still boxers, right? They're still fine, mm-hmm. but when you really look, it's like, yeah, but they'll do the job that is top four. They'll get but, you there. But one day they something's going to fall through the cracks. Hey, as there it you may go. seem. All right. All right. Well, let's get to Europe. Indeed. So I'm just going to run through. City beat Porto last week, three one. Liverpool beat Ajax one nil. Chelsea and Sevilla, nil-nil, and uh, PSG United, uh, United 1-2-1. Mm. 
Also, your third kits are the worst things I've ever seen. Not a big fan. They're terrible. They're I think the kits. worst part about it is that the pattern stops like in the center of the back. Yeah, it's real weird. Like there's like that white square. Mm-hmm. Not that like I want that pattern to continue. I'd rather it just be all like white t-shirts, but yeah. it, it, I aesthetically I don't like it. Um, so everybody, uh, everybody not terrible. You guys love a match in, in Paris. Man, Marcus Rashford loves a late night in Paris. Um, but when we talked about that a little bit last time, because that was the first game. And so like we said, mm-hmm. you know. City and Liverpool, they they won. Liverpool got the own goal. They got it done. I feel bad for Liverpool fans because that you know Liverpool at IX that would have been a that would have been an away day. But mm. we're on match week two. Liverpool kicked off today. Uh, Midgieland, Liverpool with a completely changed side. Good news for us. Fabinho, who's playing at right center back, went down with either a calf or a hamstring Indeed. early. So now we have nineteen year old uh, Reese Williams who came on. Uh, yeah, you got himself. what one senior uh, center back? Yeah, left we got Joe in, Gomez, who's twenty three. And just, I mean, Matip, Matip had a muscle one, so he's not out. Out. He should be back. But he's base. He's Klopp has said he's on a one match a week thing. So mm-hmm. if he plays on the weekend, he didn't play at mm-hmm. the week, right? And vice versa. Uh, so they got the goal. Jota, Liverpool's ten thousandth competitive goal as a club uh, was nice to see. Um, Man City played Marseille. They won 3-0. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow. Chelsea have uh, Krasnodar. And then uh, United face Leipzig, mm, which should be, be a good match. I mean, yeah, should be a good match. Yeah, so, I'm you know, we, I don't, there's not Apparently too much. Apparently we show up in, on, on the weekdays. And not yeah, the there's weekend. not too much to chew on in Europe. We're, you know, we're going to keep... We're going to kind of just keep you all abreast of it. And if there's a result that really deems mm-hmm. breaking down, we'll get into it. Now, uh, a piece of business on the legal side. Apologies, Tottenham. Because when we gave the, hey, Champions League and Europa League's coming, let's pronounce all these teams phonetically because it's Europa and it's fun and cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost in true... Does anyone really pay attention to Europa League fashion? I completely fucking missed that yeah. Tottenham is in, they even is there? in the Europa yeah. League. Yeah. So they're in Group J, them, Antwerp, Ludogorets, and LASK. Uh, they beat LASK last week 3-0, along with Leicester uh, beating Zora, or excuse me, Leicester beating Zora uh, 3-1, or 3-0, and Rapid, Rapid Wien, they, uh, they went down 2-1 to Arsenal. So... Again, we're not going to spend much time on it. No, especially next not week. The Europa League. Yeah, next week Arsenal's got Dundalak, or this week Arsenal has Dundalak, uh, AEK against Leicester, and Tottenham have mm. Antwerp uh, this week. So, again, it'll, uh, again, as the English say, it'll hot up yeah. coming up soon. I will say this because we do have a bit of uh, La Liga in this podcast. Real Madrid are a fucking joke. Yeah, they're terrible. Because they lost, <laughs> they lost to Shak, uh, Shakhtar uh, uh, Donetsk, yeah, and then they were down two nil today, and they drew to Borussia Mönchengladbach two mm. two, but they won the El Clasico three oh, yeah. one, that had Barcelona debuting the first ever American nineteen year old can't pronounce his name don't uh, remember his name either Sergio Dents yeah yeah so let's let's piggyback off that because there is relevance here. Uh, Bartamu, or however the hell you say his name, mm-hmm. stepped down after a vote of com- uh, no confidence. No confidence vote. Mm-hmm. Did you see what he said in his press conference? No. Well, it was weird that he said this, almost like he was trying to save his job. Uh, he said that there was good news that they had agreed to a UEFA European Super League that will solidify the finances for the club in the future. This being the one that has been rumored for this is years, the six billion euro. The the uh, yeah the the European Premier League yeah. that they call it in England, the one that came in the news again after Project Big Picture was mm, kaput. Because uh, Liverpool and Manchester United just can't stop doing yeah, whatever the yeah, fuck they're, they're doing. They're the only one, not like Man no, City and Chelsea. Agreed, and but everybody else but it's always it. headlines. Liverpool and Manchester United are at it again. So it was funny, though, to see him say that on his way out, which is weird. Like, bro, 
You're, shut up. You don't care, right? Yeah. You're on your way out. He's if just you, trying to ruffle. If you cared, yeah. you wouldn't have burnt this club to the, that club to the ground. Yeah. However, I was reading some some comments online in the tweet that I saw that on, and someone was saying, "Well, UEFA has already shot it down. They've said no." Yeah, but FIFA said yeah, yes. They uh, they so keep an eye on it, right? Yeah. Weird for him to say that. Hey, we've agreed to it. It's good. We don't have to worry about money here at Barcelona. This is weird. Be but. interesting to, because he's not going to not go away. He'll have another job somewhere. I'll be interested yeah. to see if he pops up in a UEFA position somewhere sometime soon. Because FIFA did agree to it. Or FIFA. Put him in FIFA. Yeah, That's but cool. they already, they're already on the bag. Man. What we need is UEFA. Well, they don't need UEFA to oh. agree to it, but it'd be nice if they did. Maybe that was his parting gift, right? He was fine to step down because he put it all in place and he sealed the deal or did whatever nefarious shit. And oh, and we know he's got a and spot. And we know the most corrupt organization in the world outside of the KGB. Or the, is, or the Olympic Committee. It is, uh, the, is it's FIFA. FIFA and UEFA. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, well, um, top drawer, top boy of the week, who you got? Uh, who do I have? Patrick Bamford. Yep. I mean, not the first half Patrick Bamford, but second half second he half. just turned into Lionel Messi in the box. Patrick Patrick Bamford. Yep. Hey, now we're talking. That should have been the rundown. Uh, no, nah, so I saw it everywhere. It would have been so. Bad. Um, so yeah. So Eduardo Mendy's mine. He had I four saves, and and I made the joke that kind of wasn't a joke because Petr Cech was in fact named to the match day squad. I mean, director of uh, yeah. goalkeeping, Petr Cech. Yeah, yeah. Above. Uh, but so man, he he had a one on one with Rashford. Uh, he forced Cavani into a side net shot. And then he had a great instinctual save in stoppage time where Rashford tried to curl to the far post mm-hmm. on his right foot from the left edge of the box. And they showed the camera angle from behind. And Mendy had a defender right in his face, and he was there. And it was almost like, okay, I've got bodies to my right and a short post for mm-hmm. the attacker. He's going to go Yeah, there's no post. way Rashford's not This is where this. he's going to go. And so he was in route i know i kind of kind of said that about ederson but but ederson's bad well but it wasn't this was something that yes if i don't get moving i'm not gonna cover this i gotta corner i I gotta get four yards across the pitch to get over so he didn't leave before it was there but he was ready to go Mm -hmm. and that that, when that ball came around the defender's head he was already in the air yeah and because it was it was finding that far i mean keppa or old man petter checking goal i mean we would have had three on him i mean it's just he he put up some great saves that game, which were irritating. For so me. yeah, so they had a they they had a, a good match on that end. Um, rest yep. of the match from Chelsea, not so much. No, but yeah, so he was my he was my top boy of the week. Uh, any shit house moments? No, nominees? nothing really. Not a boring week. I think this anything week. either. All right, so let's uh, let's look forward. So I do want to mention this. So. Daylight savings time is it's got to be Sunday coming up in England, so times are a bit weird. Yeah. Sunday they correct themselves, yeah. which is like Champions League kicked off at four p.m. here Eastern mm-hmm. time today. Um, so but, yeah, you'll you'll catch a one thirty Sunday game here. Uh, no, Saturday you'll do a Saturday game. game. Yeah. Yep, as opposed so, to twelve thirty. Yeah. So Friday, Wolves Palace four o'clock. That's what we're talking about. Um, Sheffield host City uh, eight thirty. Burnley hosts Chelsea at 11. Liverpool hosts West Ham at 1.30. Villa hosts Southampton. Here we are back on normal schedule, 7 a.m. Mm. Newcastle have Everton at 9. United Arsenal at 11.30. Spurs host Brighton at 2.15. And then another doubleheader on Monday, Fulham West Brom at 12.30. And Leeds Leicester at 3. And so, for those of you who who, who uh, may be missing this, West Brom is code oh code for that, uh, Eastern I? European Damn it. nightclub I've been FC. So... Shit! That's why there's two of us here. Checks and balances. Yeah. So Eastern with. European nightclub FC. And yeah. if you're new, if you're new, that's because their manager Slavin Bilic mm. looks like a guy mm-hmm. who runs drugs out of the nightclub yep. he owns uh, in Eastern Europe. Correct. Yeah, he's in Prague. It's not. Or it's not a deep. It's not no, a deep cut. Sure, it's right? a, I'm sure it's a nice club. Yeah, it's not a deep cut joke right there. I no. mean, you could probably hear it a couple times, and you could you could probably deduce where that came from. Yeah. but that's where it came from. So, what are we looking at here? What yeah, are you who, looking for? Um, 
United Arsenal. Mm, that's, yeah. And the main question I have is, does Ole, does OGS, mm. is he aware that Van de Beek is on his roster? Funny you should say that because he had a presser, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, and they were all over him about that. And he goes, yeah, he, <laughs> I didn't like the response. It was... Yeah, yeah, we have this. Just shows the strength and the depth of our squad, and and goes on and is like, and so it should show our aspirations for what we're looking forward to. That this someone season. of this quality can't get in, can sit on as the bench. you're in fucking fifteenth place. Correct. That's why I didn't like the. That's response. like me saying, yeah, all of those vegetables rotting in my vegetable drawer. Prove that I'm going show to that eat I've, healthy. I've been eating all of these other vegetables, and I just haven't had time to get to this dearth of vegetables Correct. that I have. So, yeah, I didn't like that. Although, I did hear that uh, uh, he'll be starting, um, him, Cavani, uh, and Tellez will be starting uh, for uh, uh, against RB Leipzig uh, in, tomorrow. All right. Well, so, I mean, that's nice. I still would like to see him in the Prem. He's starting. I mean, what, is, what is he, 24, 23, mm, 22, something like that? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a kid. Yeah. He's got to grow into the club. Mm-hmm. He's got to grow into the side. Yeah. I mean, Fred... Has Fred looked okay? He always puts in a shift. Has he looked okay these past couple, this year so far? I mean, I don't know how many starts he's had. I was watching him a bit, and he seemed like he was, I'm not going to go as far as saying in control, but he looked like he was trying to dictate a bit. Mm -hmm. Trying to... Uh, ask questions via the midfield. When he starts, that's what he does. He puts in a shift, both defensively and attacking, but he really tries to marshal the midfield, which is fun to watch him try to do that. He's not very good at it. Yeah, I mean, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, guys, like, we this is what you need to do when you play a match, mm. and none of you are doing it. Unfortunately, I'm going to need to now try to do it. He has to play like a Conte role, a box-to-box weird guy role. But isn't that what you owned Pog before? Yep, and McTominay and, and old man Matic. And, and Van de Beek uh-huh. does well, that. I don't want him in this back sit, uh, as a six, but well, yeah. Well, no, you want him as an 8 to 8. I want a CAM up there and going to get. But, but it's the idea of like, Ali said this the other day, and I won't belabor this point too much more longer. Uh, he said, it's a lot easier, which is a standard manager thing to say. It's a lot easier to say who should be playing, and it's a lot harder to say who shouldn't be playing. Oh, go it's Fuck a standard yourself, manager dude. thing, and yeah, and I'm not a big fan of that either. Cry but, me a river. But the My idea job is, is so hard. Who do you drop? Right? You drop Fred. You drop McTominay, and you put Pogba and Van de Beek somewhere in. There. Who's your Who's yeah. your best midfield on paper? Who sh- Who should it be? Pogba, Van de Beek, Bruno. So here's another thing. Yeah. Uh, is that what Pogba is now for you guys? A six? Well, it depends who he's paired with. If he's paired with McTominay, no, McTominay is the six. If he's paired with Van de Beek or Bruno, if he, if it's Pogba Bruno in a in a four four straight line mid, then I don't want Bruno as the six because he can't spray it sixty yards across oh, that's the not pitch. What, that's not what he does. That's not right. what he does. Right. I need him with the ball up attacking the yeah, front to eighteen. So I mean, yeah, he is a six when those two are together. So oh, yeah, weird. I don't know. You it's, get it's, a log jam. You get a log jam. Um, all right. Well, who are you looking for? What are you? What are you looking uh, for? Well, I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on the United Arsenal match. Um, I'll tell you the way Southampton played this past weekend. Villa Southampton because if Villa drop again, and that's a good Southampton side, they play well. I mean, they're both. I mean, Villa was the only team 100 percent in the league mm-hmm. prior to going down the lead. Yeah. So I think that's a good shout. So I think that'll be a fun one to watch. At least I'm hoping for a couple of goals in that one. I tell you what. There's a saying, and I'm sure they say it around the country and maybe around the world, uh, but I know our local sports radio station says it. Uh, RFR, and it's root for radio. And what that means is if you have a team playing and something catastrophic happens, you don't want that to happen to your team. Of course not. But if you're in sports radio, boy, your hopper is full. Yeah. There's no, so there's there no is, lack of storylines to talk there about. There is a R for R or R for P in here, and that is Saturday morning, 8.30, Sheffield and City. Sheffield have and point. No win. And they are all the way at the bottom on goal differential of the, the three one-point club. Or no, I'm sorry, Fulham is. But they're hosting City. Yeah. They're, I can't even make a single 
we got to watch to see if, like... Yeah, I have no logical or reasonable reason no, for anything no. to happen. However, in a route for radio or a route for podcast, if that happens, clear the fucking slate. Put a, because I am not going to hold back and be respectful anymore. Oh, heavens no, heavens no. I don't care if it's... Uh, we, we soften the ground today with... They're not... I, we're at the idea where it, if they're not tumbling down the hill, they're wandering down the hill. They're drunk at the own. top of the hill sometimes, yeah. it seems. So. And to be fair, we didn't we didn't get back to Liverpool when I meandered off that Correct. topic you put me on. But so if something like that happens where there's a phantom seemingly uh, foul on the edge of the box, on the at the line of the box, mm-hmm. that then is ruled a penalty... Like, I'm not going to excuse City for that, right? Like, if that's how they lose, like, because they should be hungry, they should be ready. Aguero's there. Mm -hmm. De Bruyne was back this Mm -hmm. week. I mean, they should prison Mm -hmm. sex them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, pay the guards off. No one can hear you scream. Mm -hmm. Prison them. So, if that doesn't happen, I mean... It's an hour of yeah. just. I mean, even the, even even it's an a, hour of yeah. the bald fraud show. I'm just gonna lay it down. To to be honest, a nil nil draw. I may not go as harsh as I I go, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a beating a little bit. But um, all right. So we got that. I mean, just your top of the league still tops Everton. We have a Merseyside one two here with Everton and Liverpool tied on points just for goal differential. Mm-hmm. And then Villa and Leicester tied on points. Uh goal differential separates them. Villa in third, Leicester in fourth, Tottenham in fifth at eleven. And then it's five points separate six to fifteen, right? I can do math. Yeah. No, three points. Yeah. Six to fifteen. United to Leeds. Three points, ten to seven. That's a weird six to ten, right? Leeds, Southampton, Palace, Wolves, Chelsea. Like, mm-hmm. What the fuck? And then Arsenal, West Ham, City, West Newcastle, Ham. United. <laughs> but uh, so that's how you sit: Burnley, Sheffield, Fulham, and the ones only club eighteen, nineteen, and twenty, respectively. Yeah, Eastern European nightclub FC is out of the relegation zone Indeed. as of now. So good to see they paid off the right mobster. I think they got a yeah, they got Fulham, so they got a there's a, there's a win. Chalk it up. Man, they could be nipping at your guys' heels. At, Sorry, at Fulham. Yeah, I know. Well, all right, come on, Fulham. I'm rooting yeah. for you now. All right. All right, we'll um, do some business. Yeah, a little bit of business here. Uh, if you guys want to shout at us, give us any suggestions, talk about anything, suggest anything you want us to talk about, uh, you can hit us up at topdrawerpod at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Instagram at topdrawerpod, uh, Facebook, topdrawerpodcast as well. Um, you can find us on any of the podcast sites, anywhere you like, uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, like, share, review, uh, comment on it, uh, and definitely subscribe so that way when a new episode drops, it'll pop right up on your feed immediately. Uh, it's the best way to find us. Um, but yeah, I think that's what we got here. Looking forward to next week. Hopefully it's a little more exciting. Yeah. Same here. We've had, uh, we've been spoiled with this year. We've now got week, two weeks back to back with nil, nil draws. So Mm. hopefully that trend is bucked and we can get back to banging in the banging in the goal so agreed so you guys i'm adam i'm alex and this is top drawer